Hadi Poşe and hello everyone and hello astrophysics lovers. This is Azar from 11C. Today we have a very exciting episode because we have a special guest. We have Butter from 11D here with us to talk about dark matter. In my opinion, dark matter is one of the most exciting topics in astrophysics and in the future, I myself plan to do more research on it. Without further ado, let's get started. To begin with, what is dark matter? Everything you can imagine, everything you can see, everything you can touch is normally considered normal matter. This actually makes up only 5% of the universe. The rest of it is 25% dark matter and 70% dark energy. Dark matter makes it possible for galaxies to exist, which is huge. The universe is structured the way it is because there isn't enough normal matter. In the universe, places with a high concentration of dark matter bend light passing by, so dark matter doesn't reflect light. This sheds some light on why it's called dark matter. So our knowledge about dark matter is pretty limited. We don't even know what it actually is. So, here's what we know about dark matter. There's something out there, it interacts with gravity, and there's a lot of it. So, it is pretty limited, as you guys can probably tell. And now we're going to talk about the observations and, and some proof of its evidence. So I'm pretty sure you guys all know about Aristotle. He came up with a theory that stated that the universe is made up of earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And um, if you guys are wondering what is ether, it's the material that fills the region of the universe beyond earth. It was, it was considered space at that time. So, Aristotle thought that the universe was made up of fire, uh, fire, air, ether, water, and earth. And in the 1800s, the chemical elements were found, basically hydrogen, helium, and there was very limited knowledge of uh, elements. And in the 1900s, 94 elements were found, and also protons, neutrons, and electrons were discovered. And there was this guy called Fritz Wicke, so... Zwicky's greatest discovery is the coma cluster of galaxies. The coma cluster contains a thousand galaxies, yet when Zwicky started to analyze the behavior of the cluster in 1933, he found something odd. It should not have held together. So Zwicky estimated that the cluster had needed 400 times more mass to remain stable, so he decided that this could only be caused by large amounts of matter in the cluster that could not be detected, so he called it dark matter, actually. He called it something in German, Dunkelmatter or something like that. But basically, he he gave dark matter its name. And then uh, Vera Rubin came. And in the 1960s and 1970s, astronomer Vera Rubin was observing the galactic orbits of stars and how they orbited within their galaxies. So she found further evidence on the existence of dark matter. And then Edwin Hubble came uh, in the 1990s. And he discovered that all galaxies are heading away from the Milky Way, and the farther a galaxy is away, the greater its redshift, so the faster it's going. So, after Edwin Hubble, we, we found that the universe is expanding, and dark energy accelerates the rate at which galaxies separate from each other. So these observations, coupled with solutions to the Friedman equation, started to point towards a missing mass in the universe. And sadly, Verumin was not awarded the Nobel Prize for the discovery of dark matter, and neither was Fritz Wicke. Now, Batur is going to tell us about the possible models for dark matter. Hello, I am Batur from 11D and I'm here to depict certain known or hypothetical particles that were selected to potentially be dark matter. However, all of these particles are either ruled out to be dark matter or still being studied upon. And of course, respecting our limited time, I won't be going into details and will be oversimplifying a lot. Nevertheless, let us move on with the particles. First on the list are neutrinos. 
Neutrino is an elementary particle, studying in particle physics as a non-charged lepton which is notoriously known to evade detection quite easily. For example, if you were to have a light year long block of lead, half of the neutrinos would go through it as if there was nothing there. This can be attributed to the fact that it has no charge and very low mass. However, due to these specialties, uh, it has been ruled out as, a, as dark matter since the mass is too low. Plus, we know that neutrinos are fabricated inside stars. Next up is sterile neutrino. An hypothetical particle, unlike neutrinos which interact with strong and weak nuclear forces, this one is believed to only interact with gravity, the weakest of all four forces. However, not much is known about it since the particle is sometimes attributed to the unexplainable findings in neutrino ca capturing, so we don't know. Heavy fourth generation neutrino. It is an expansion for particle physics, adding a fourth generation of neutrinos. However, it is under sheer speculation whether it actually exists, so we can't, uh, we can't easily say that it could be dark matter. Then we have axion. A hypothetical particle in particle physics theorized to solve a long-standing problem in quantum chromodynamics to solve why quarks were symmetrically conjugated and paired inside a subatomic particle. However, its proposed mass is too low to be as effective in attracting like dark matter. Then we have krypton, but spelled with a C. It is a hypothetical superheavy particle that resides in string theory. It is a particle on which the studies are continuing to find uh, find whether it's dark matter. Branon, another hypothetical weakly interacting particle that is suspected to be dark matter, but the studies are still ongoing, so we're not really sure. Then we have Gravitino, which is another hypothetical particle in theoretical physics. It combines general relativity and supersymmetry to form supergravity theorems. It is speculated that this particle is a supersymmetric version of graviton, which is another um, hypothetical particle that is believed to give the effects of gravity. Its attraction, attraction capabilities is the reason why it is speculated to be a candidate for dark matter. Axino, a hypothetical particle once again, like axion, is used to solve the symmetrical conjugation and pairing problem. This particle is also suspected to be the lightest supersymmetric particle. Due to its properties, it is a candidate for dark matter. Then we have Wimpzilla, which is a proposed type of super heavy dark matter, a trillion times more massive than the speculated normal dark matter. Then we have the self-interacting dark matter. It is an alternative class of dark matter particles which have strong interactions, unlike normal dark matter. We have Super Wimp, or Wimp, or weakly interacting massive particle as it stands out, is a candidate for dark matter. However, as it has no clear definition, it is described as a hypothetical elementary particle with all types of forces. As there are also other particles whose names are not mentioned, these were the ones that could be explained relatively easily without diving into some complicated topic. That would be all from me. Thank you, Watson, and thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope to see you guys again in another episode. We're on Radio Pushel.